I am Abhinaya and you are listening to Health Spotlight. Every week we share insights on various health and wellness topics with renowned professionals. Health Spotlight is brought to you by Depod Health, a digital healthcare company offering virtual care programs for various chronic conditions. This episode is hosted by Shrimati Venkatraman. Shrimati is a clinical dietitian and wellness nutritionist with over 20 years of experience in the nutritional field, both in wellness and disease conditions. She is the chief nutritionist for Depod Health. Our guest today is Dr. Girja Rao, consultant obstetrician and gynecologist. Dr. Girja completed her primary MBBS from JSS Medical College, Mysore. Subsequently, she moved to the UK for higher training. She has worked at various hospitals in the UK at various capacities. She has been well trained in obstetrics and gynecology. She has had exposure in various subspecialties within ONG, which includes urogynecology, subfertility, menopause clinics, maternal and fetal medicine. Her passion is to develop safe delivery methods and reduce maternal mortality and striving to encourage people to embrace normal delivery. The topic today is polycystic ovaries. Polycystic ovaries is very common nowadays. Many people, many women, even young adolescent girls are being diagnosed with this. So let's talk more about it with Dr. Rao. Hello, Dr. Girija Rao. Welcome to our program today. Hello. Thank you. Uh, can you just tell us about what is polycystic ovaries? Polycystic ovaries or polycystic ovarian syndrome or disease is a condition which can cause irregular periods in some, some a lot of acne that is oily skin and pimples. And in some people it could be extra fair, uh, hair on the face or chest and abdomen, mainly a male pattern hair growth or hair loss, baldness is what we say. Um, it also causes difficulty in pregnancy. These are all the things that together we say as polycystic ovarian syndrome. What causes this polycystic ovaries and why is it so much on the rise in the young generation today? We actually don't know what causes uh, PCOD or polycystic ovaries. Um, we know, however, that there, are, there is a hormonal imbalance at two levels, one in the ovarian and uh, ovaries and uh, one at the, all over the body. Normally what happens is one egg is released, one to two egg gets, one to two egg can get released, one to three eggs will get ready to get released. But in PCOD, what happens is more than that many egg try and get prepared to come out, but majority of the time, none of the egg comes out. So normally how an egg looks inside the ovary is like a cyst, small cyst or the water-filled balloon. And because many of them are formed, it looks like polycystic or many cystic ovary. Okay, that's how it becomes bigger and bigger and bigger and we measure with the volume. So um, because the egg does not come out, the hormonal imbalance is there. Before the egg comes out, there are certain different hormones. And once the egg comes out, we have different hormones in there from the ovary. That does not happen. So, and what this does is it increases the hormone, the male hormone called testosterone, and also the estrogen, that's also increased. 
the way this acts peripherally is it acts and makes the insulin very resistant what does that mean that means that for some amount of sugar some amount of insulin is required for these people who have resistance to insulin they need lot more amount of insulin for the same amount of sugar to be managed so we call it as insulin resistance so basically at the uh, you know molecular level these are the things that causes the problem so we know what causes to some extent in the molecular level but what brings it on changes what we don't know i would like to call it as uh, you know lifestyle disease and say yes it's our change in lifestyle that is brought about but yeah there is lot more that we don't know and we want to know about this okay so even if the symptoms are mild like you mentioned some acne which is very common in any adolescent girl so how do i know that okay if there is facial hair or some of the symptoms which you mentioned should mm-hmm. i doctor even when my symptoms are mild uh yes very much so uh t- what are the symptoms that we would like most of the times the symptoms that i see the kids coming or the women coming to me is uh less period um the less period i would say it as if after one year of your uh, starting having started your periods if it is more than 35 years if at 35 days uh your cycles are or if it is um, no periods for the not more than eight periods in a year or if it is more than 3 years since periods have started then if it is more than uh, 35 days or um, yeah sorry first one year it after one year it is 40 days and if it is after 3 years it is 35 days if your cycles are that irregular and or if you have had only eight periods in a month uh, in a year then i would we would like to see for period reasons acne um if it is not teenagers any ex, you know excessive acne that is newly started yes uh, we would consider especially in teenagers if we say moderate to severe acne that is more than 10 new lesions uh, becoming red and uh, flare florid um, then yes we would like to see them or extra hair on their faces um, you know like a male pattern hair on upper lip or chin or chest or up uh, abdomen um, back lower back thighs um or a hair loss like a male hair loss uh, balding hair um trouble in getting pregnant weight gain um these are the things that we would like you to come and see us the reason to come and see is i normally say is is he not getting pregnant is a small reason not having periods i wouldn't worry i would be happy not having periods i myself i think but there are other long term issues with pcods they are the worry that we have that is why we need a diagnosis the long term worries are because as i said it has got you know insulin resistance it can cause diabetes pre diabetes you know uh, gestational diabetes gestational diabetes is pregnancy induced diabetes uh, increased cholesterol levels and increased cholesterol levels and diabetes are increased risk of heart attack you know nowadays we are saying heart attack at 40 years 45 years stroke at 40 years 45 years all these are the risk factors for all that and depression 
And also we say that it causes uh, uh, cancer risk, increased cancer risk in lining of the womb. The, and also um, sleep apnea, Sleep apnea is, you know, normally patients come to you and say, I, doctor, I slept the whole night. I sleep very well. I actually snore the whole night, but I, in the morning, I'm very, very tired. So I say, why can it, what happens when you're snoring? In some people, the brain does not get the amount of oxygen it should get when you're snoring. So when you get up in the morning, you feel, oh, I'm so damn tired. I just cannot be bothered to work because the brain was tired, it didn't have that oxygen. That is what we call a sleep apnea. And this again increases the risk of having heart attack and stroke. So these are the reasons why I'm also losing sex, interest in sex, eating disorders, so many things. These are the main reasons why we say, yes, please do get a proper diagnosis and do see people and not just once or twice, but continue it. So that long-term risks are reduced. That's what we want. Long-term problems are reduced. Okay. You mentioned there is no particular cost for cost for a PCOS, but it is a lifestyle disease. And even any uh, young women or an adolescent girls go to a doctor because of stop in menstruation, they will say, go lose some weight. So can you elaborate on the lifestyle disease uh, which you mentioned? The PCOD can be a obese PCOD or lean PCOD. Majority of them are obese PCOD, okay? So what we have realized is the, I can give some of the medications. There are treatments to get your period regular, to make you get pregnant, and uh, obviously uh, to give, uh, get your uh, you know, heart risk down and things like that. And yeah, again, cancer risk down. But if you want to let go of all these things, can you manage it on your own? Majority of the times, I think if you're starting at the very beginning, you should be. If you were to decrease your weight and... Um, uh, exercise. It is not just because in the lean PCOD people, they come to us, they have normal, you know, very normal BMI. And they say, what do you mean by decrease BMI, uh, decrease my weight, doctor? It is uh, having a right balanced diet and the right amount of exercise. Just because they are very normal BMI, when I do a surgery in the abdomen, there is a lot of fat inside the viscera. What I think, although it has never been proved, is that the fat excess elsewhere is not always shown in your weight and height, you know, the BMI that we measure. So I feel it is still, uh, maybe there is some sort of, a uh, I mean, discrepancies uh, in these people still. So what we have realized with the PCOD for sure is that by uh, incorporating good amount of exercise in life and also a very good diet, but these cannot be just for, okay, I need my periods regular and then, then what? Then I'm okay to do whatever. That cannot happen, but it is first initiation. Initiation is very hard at least for the first two months. And then the main, uh, then uh, getting the right balance 
okay initiation is you have to work hard to uh, uh, already uh, undo the problems that has been done like you know weight or the uh, uh, the fat that is excessively there in the body so the diet will be very very strict and the exercise will be very very strict during that time once you lose that and you start having regular periods then you can relax to some extent and then you need to find a um, via media that you can actually do for lifelong and maintain it at that that is another maintenance period most of the times i we are able to achieve that the first um, you know the um, acute ones but the maintenance is also very important is, does that answer your question shrimati yes yes to dr ro so what are the tests uh, you do to confirm the diagnosis of polycystic ovaries so when a uh, women walks into your clinic and then says that i have irregular menstrual cycle or i've not had it for months so what are the common tests you prescribe so that they would have an idea of how it is diagnosed okay um pcod is uh, has got a lot of implications that is why the diagnosis is very very important and it should be done in a proper way okay the as per the uh, criteria that we have we need to have two Uh, uh, two positives in the three tests that we do. One test is to uh, check the scan to look at the ovarian volume, that how big your ovary is. At the same time, we ask them to measure your lining of the womb as well. Okay. The other test is to um, do the blood test to check the male hormone and the sum of the female hormones at the time. And the other thing is the history that you give. That is the what you come to me with uh, it could be that you're not having regular periods a lot of acne lot of hair loss or hair grow, extra hair growth on the face or somewhere these are the things that you might come out so i need to have two out of three uh, to say that you have pcod on top of this however we also see why if you are coming because you have had a less amount of uh, periods uh, then we may also want to have actually um, A, a thyroid test and prolactin things like that checked and pregnancy test obviously uh, to make sure that it is not because of other reasons or those reasons are not coexisting or uh, simultaneously there together so these are the tests we normally do how is hypothyroid if a person is um, diagnosed if a female is diagnosed as hypothyroid and pco any connection between these two yeah thyroid is also supposed to be um, common with pcods they say that uh, the way the hormones are uh, acting yes thyroid can be low but more so often in india hypothyroidism is also rampant or it's very very common um so thyroid and hypothyroid can also cause um, no periods or sometimes even heavy bleeding and things like that so uh when a person comes to you what is the treatment you tell about polycystic ovaries polycystic ovaries we are all very different how we manage these patients i would prefer to tell them that look this is a lifestyle problem and i want to give them until unless i'm worried about um and i also would have got their uh, sugars checked and uh, you know lipids and uh, cholesterol checked 
if i'm worried about any of those things yes then i will obviously treat them with the medication that is needed if not if everything else looks normal which is the case in majority of the people then what i would like to tell them is it is a lifestyle disease and go back get your diet and exercise controlled okay and uh, if they were to get once in 3 month uh, period i'm reasonably happy with that till we know that we can get into regular periods but if that is not at all happening but uh, otherwise everything else is coming to uh, you know diet is good and exercise are coming to a good conclusion then what i would do is we can give them birth control pills but what does the birth control pill do birth control pill will give them regular periods it may decrease uh, acne it may also decrease their facial hair these are the three reasons why what uh, i mean these are the three problems that birth control pill will help me so period i'm happy if they get once in three months so if it is only because of period i would still put my foot down and ask them to control it with diet and uh, uh, exercise because long term health uh risks are reduced only with diet and uh exercise and not with any other medications if with birth control pill however the you know the face hair growth or the acne is not getting better we may give some uh, tablets to uh, act against their testosterone male hormone okay there is also something called as metformin that is the glucose tablet so some people might get it for diabetes type uh to control the sugars we can give those tablets also but however the research says that um if you are trying for pregnancy with pcod and we are struggling a lot at that time it might help better or if i feel the sugars are anyway borderline at that time i might suggest okay let's try with metformin to some extent um the other thing that we may try is uh, skin lotions laser therapy for extra hair or you know if it is very obese that have got blood you know bp high bp high sugars uh, then we may say surgery to reduce i mean obesity surgeries to get the bmi down so that those things are controlled better so there is most of the time absolutely no treatment from our side it will be diet and exercise very rarely we may start on medications to surgery okay glad to know that diet and exercise uh, can solve this problem in majority of the cases that is yes. that really happening the other thing is when you give a hormonal pill so when a mom brings her adolescent girl and you give a pill with your correct judgment how do you convince them that this is not because there are a lot of mothers out there who will definitely be concerned starting them on uh, a hormonal pill to regularize regularize the period because they would think that if i stop the pill again she's going to stop menstruating and i don't want it so what is the take on that doctor uh teenagers it's very difficult to diagnose a pcod although they do have a pcod the reason is in india the majority of the pcods that i am diagnosing are from the scan and uh, uh teenage especially the first 8 years of their periods if we were to scan them the ovarian volume will be higher so we will get many more uh, diagnosed as pcod need not be that they are pcod so if it is based on only the 
acne and hirsutism that we are treating these youngsters, then yes, I do agree that there, to some extent the hormonal pills are required. Okay, but simultaneously the main the main thing that is going to control this you know, the hormonal imbalance and hence the symptoms or they this hair growth or period problems in a long run is only going to be through diet and exercise. There is one more tablet in India, um, which is not actually come out in US or in UK. Uh, they say, yes, that to some extent also helps PCOD people with, you know, uh, getting their periods regular, lose weight and things like that. But do I not never give them? I do give them when I'm really at the end of my tether and uh, I feel, okay, she's, she needs to get pregnant or she needs to get her weight down. Otherwise she's going to have, um, uh, you know, a diabetes or something like that. Then yes, I may do that. But if not, yes, we can give. But if it is only periods, the problem, not the hair growth or the acne, then um, I only need periods once in three months. You know, that is only because the lining should not get very thick or it should not become precancer or cancer or something like that, which is very rare. But still, yes, I am worried about it. I can get the scan done once in three months and uh, look at them and see how they go. So I wouldn't normally put these kids on hormonal contraception, but I would ask them to change their lifestyle and review them back three months or six months down the line. Um, if they don't have any other uh, risk factors, you know, like sugars are okay, and they're not very obese, or they don't have uh, uh, fat, uh, I mean, lipid problems or something like that, I wouldn't be that worried. But yes, um, if it is only because of acne or the this thing, then it is needed till they get better at least six months to one year. And, uh, but to maintain that, I think diet and exercise would be a better take rather than just the tablets. Yes, because with the young adolescent girl, looks are very important as uh, justified because facial hair and uh, even acne would uh, really bring down their confidence among the peers and in their social circles, isn't it? Yeah, it is very much so. That is why we would like to treat these kids. But uh, to what extent, till when will you treat? Because till they sort out their hormonal imbalance, which is there because of PCOD, this is gonna to continue to happen. So it's like, you know, a circle, you have to break the circle. Um, it's difficult to break the circle, but until, unless you break the circle, you can never get out of the circle. So yes, you can take your hormonal pills, Yes, it will. If the hormonal, not the hormonal pill, as I said, anti-androgens, that is the um, male hormone against uh, tablets, all these things will help. We'll make sure that somehow you get the results. But these are going to be temporary. After, unless the other thing is sorted. The other thing is sorted means that is a hard work. And for lifelong, it is not going to be for a short period. Okay. So if a young woman is planning to get married and uh, her periods were irregular before and now it's regularized or she knew that she had irregular periods before her marriage, what advice would you give her before she gets uh, engaged or married? Does she need to meet a gynecologist because in the future they might plan a baby? So, 
If their periods are irregular, especially if they have been diagnosed with PCOD, I would suggest that you work towards it and make sure that you are weight and you know um, is done and you have a good diet and you have a good exercise protocol and things risks have come down to near normal that you can that means all the bio, uh, the blood tests that we say are all looking normal and everything looks normal the reason to do that is normally what i find is these kids who are borderline uh, who are doing reasonably well with their okay, okay period, almost coming there 35 days or 40 days it is coming. Once they get married, because in during marriage, you know, they don't have regular eating habits. They eat anything and everything. After marriage in India, people call them for homes. They go, they enjoy, they go out and eat in restaurants. All these things I'm seeing down the line, six months or one year, they come to us and say, oh, I'm not having periods for four months, five months, doctor, I'm trying to get pregnant. They don't come to me and say, I'm not getting period. Most of them come to us and say, I'm not getting pregnant. So if you know that there is a problem and the diet and exercise are sorted out and the other risk factors are all getting better, then if you get married, you know in your head that yes, I need to be conscious about what I eat during wedding and post-wedding. I need to be conscious about how much exercise I need. How am I going to do that during this period? Because it's a new life. So obviously there will be a lot of changes and adjusting to that changes itself is quite a uphill. So on top of it, you have to uh, schedule these things as well, very strictly into it. So knowing helps you. And also, if you are not getting pregnant, then we will tell you why you may not get pregnant, what are the options that you have, everything. So they're, they're, even the husband's side is not very alarmed at that time. Oh, something is wrong with her. There is nothing wrong with you. It is just lifestyle changes and change it. You'll be fine. That's heartening to know. Because uh, suppose there is a polycystic ovaries diagnosed women and they are getting married. So what is the fertility uh, concern? Can you just elaborate on that, please? Uh, PCOD, as I said, mainly what happens is a lot of egg gets ready. And uh, most of the times, none of the egg comes out. If the egg doesn't come out, we can't get pregnant. That's a problem with PCOD. And egg doesn't come up, most of the times you won't even have that period. So PCOD mixed with somebody who is not having regular periods will have a problem of not getting pregnant most of the times. So what do we need to do? Um, and even if they get pregnant, the other problem is that they will, they're at increased risk of having uh, diabetes in pregnancy. Diabetes in uh, pregnancy makes a pregnancy very high risk that I do have to see you every two weeks. You do have to get scanned on every four weeks. I can't do this, you can't do that. So many restrictions, so many other problems comes with diabetes in pregnancy. So what I would suggest is, yes, get your BMI well under control, get your sugars, make sure your sugars are all well in, uh, you know, within normal limits, your diet, exercise, everything is good. Um, then, yes, if you have a, a periods which are your, uh, most of the times, once you tick all these boxes, periods do get regular and they get pregnant on their own. Uh, if they don't get pregnant on their own, then yes, we do see them. 
And either through scans or scan plus uh, blood tests, we uh, try and ascertain that they're actually not ovulating, that the eggs are not coming out. If the eggs are not coming out at that time, then we do give them tablets to make sure the eggs are coming out. And um, when the egg comes out, we will ask them to have intercourse at that time. Uh, these are all the strategies that we do down the line if these problems are not sorted. Okay. Yes, and girls with uh, PCOS nowadays, because of their stress during their boards or the during their 9th to 12th or till admissions to college, they have a lot of stress going on, poor girls. And also all the children out there for that matter. So are you seeing an increase in obesity or in uh, irregular menstrual cycles in adolescent girls because of the stress and the lifestyle? Uh, yes, we are seeing a lot more adolescent girls um, now um, than I think good few years back. The yes, as you said, the timings are during their just bef uh, year before or during the bef uh, year of their uh, board exams. And nowadays, it with COVID, it is not even their board exams. It is a lot of people are coming to us with uh, you know delayed periods and. Uh, they don't come to us with obesity. That is never their problem. But uh, when you ask them, have you gained weight? Invariably, they would have gained weight in the very short period. So before, just before their periods, irregularities have started. So there you go. So yeah, uh, what I feel is, yes, it is the stress that is inducing it. And it is not, the stress makes them not go down and play as much as they would have beforehand. That is one of the things that I'm understanding with these kids. The second thing is um, they eat a lot. Oh, my daughter is studying. So the parents get them something nice, something as a treat. Oh, I've achieved this. Let me have a treat. Oh, I'm getting bored. I've studied so much. Let me go out and eat something. So these type of behavior, is, I mean, these things are happening and or I'm up in the night for so long. Um, so what? I can't have a healthy snack. It is not easy to get a healthy snack. So what is easy? Biscuit, cake, chocolate or something like that. So the, this is how, this is what I'm seeing, I think, day to day, um, rather than um, stress per se causing it. But yes, uh, as you say, stress can also have a lot of impact on hormones as such on its own. But um, the exams, um, I think the year before and the just after the exams, I feel these are the reasons probably more uh, for uh, PCOD rather than the stress as such. Would you agree with me though, Srinati? Have you seen this? Yes, yes, definitely. Because uh, you can see that uh, not only stress cause, it's, as you said, it's a vicious cycle, like the stress causes overeating, your hunger hormones are uh, like, it's going haywire, you feel stress eating as well as anxiety and you don't have social contacts. It's more of screen time now. With COVID, more anxiousness uh, among uh, students with so many things which they have to manage. So I think as you said, it is a vicious cycle. And but, you know, the other thing is the PCOD yes. itself causes uh, eating habits, you know? It is not the... Um, um, bulimia it, it, it's actually the bulimia that it causes and not the anorexia it the bulimia means they keep eating binge mm -hmm. eating uh, and things like that so that is and or they say okay i'm not going to eat 
very extremely strict diet, which they cannot ma manage, uh, you know, past one week, two week, or maximum a month or so. So these type of, uh, you know, eating habit that is a, you know, a prude research prude thing that yes, these people have more of those problems, eating problems, um, and also depression. Uh, how many of your patients, you know, uh, people who need diet advice and are very strict, they're also quite depressed. They also have a lot of eating disorders. They're depressed patients. So unfortunately, PCOD um, can uh, lead to depression too. So there you go. Thanks, Dr. Rob. That Indian statistics says that 54% of the Indian population is anemic and more so in the vulnerable population, as you know. So how does anemia play a role in uh, PCOS? How often have you come across anemic uh, girls and women? What is your take on that? Um, PCOS in the beginning is because of the uh, egg doesn't come out. They will have uh, delayed periods. Okay, the periods doesn't come on time, or even if they come, they come only for a very little bleeding, little bit, and then it stops. Nothing much. But as the lining, if if by chance they are one of those people who have a uh, who will end up with problems with the lining of the womb, these are the people whose lining will get thicker and thicker and thicker and start changing or pre-cancer or hyperplasia is what we call. These changes will happen. These patients, what happens is their periods will become faster and lot heavier. So they can have anemia. So uh, because they would have lost a lot more blood. Anemia causes tiredness and anemia itself in some people, if you have a lot of, uh, you know, very less blood, uh, severe anemia, then yes, you may not have periods at all because of that reason. But if it is borderline anemia, then you may have actually uh, increased bleeding because of anemia itself. So yeah, it's an intricate, funny pattern as to, uh, yeah. Is it not bleeding because of anemia or is it bleeding because of PCOD, but PCOD causing anemia? Um, yeah. So this is just a, too much of entangled things in PCOS when you're diagnosed with one, isn't it? Fertility yes. and also anemia and irregular and also excessive if once it starts. So I think lifestyle, as you said, is very important. So what is the advice for the parents of young girls out there and also for the girls because I think this is a lifestyle disease and before you get it I think we should have some uh, pointers where the parents also can encourage not just a reprimand but also be a friend to their young girls out there and then try to coax them be a friend and eat well exercise better manage their stress with care and love so what is your take on that Dr. Rock? I think that's a very, very important thing uh, at the end of the day. That's the whole thing is, uh, yes, um, the lifestyle is managed. Uh, it doesn't matter what it is. They should tell the kids that, uh, look, today uh, you should learn to balance the lifestyle as well as your studies. Because if you're struggling to get something with your studies by compromising your food habits, your sleep, your regular, you know, it could be dance or a music, whatever you enjoy or a game or something like that. 
how are you going to manage? This is what I ask all my youngsters. How are you going to manage tomorrow? You think you, okay, you've achieved IIT, you've got a great job, but that job is also going to be very stressful. Also going to require a lot of input in it. If you can't manage today, little bit of studies, how are you going to manage tomorrow? A lot more stress in your workplace. Um, so I feel the parents should think like this and start from beginning itself that yes, diet, exercise are an integral part of the child. So it's not just the diet and exercise, it is diet, exercise, family time, as well as whatever the, the kid is interested in, uh, something else apart from the studies. It should become a balanced lifestyle. Only then I think we can achieve a lot more um, at the end. So if you started at young, I'm sure we will all achieve better. Does that answer it, Srimati? Thank you, Dr. That was very good because you said that even a hobby is very important, not only for physical health, but also for a mental health. So when you pointed out like a hobby, like a dance or a music, I think that really relaxes them both mentally and physically. Point well taken. Thank you so much for being part of Health Spotlight. Uh, thank you, viewers, listeners. And we'll see you in the next episode of Health Spotlight. Thank you. Bye. Thank you very much. Thank you.